the Big Friendly Swim podcast. I'm the Big Friendly host, and today we're sitting down with current Tennessee junior and Pan American Games champion, Josephine Fuller. How are you? Good. How are you? I'm doing good. Thanks. We're going to jump right into things here. I'm wondering if you just start us off talking about your time academically and athletically at Tennessee. How have you seen personal de development in the two and a half something years that you've been there? Yeah, so one thing that I've seen a lot of growth in myself is in time management and independence. I think we have a lot of different types of activities that we have to schedule when we're a student athlete in college. And so that's like swim practices, lifts, treatment, classes, uh, mental preparation, all of that. So it's a lot of things to fit into the day sometimes, but I think it's taught me really how to really dedicate myself to each of those activities and manage my time well. And then I think also it's taught me to use my resources and, and not be afraid to ask for help. So there's a lot of resources here at UT and it's taught me that those are there for a reason. And they always tell us, you're never gonna have this many people in your corner ever again. So it's just a really exciting time. And I think I've definitely learned that I wanna use those to the best of my ability. So Tennessee on both the men's and women's side, has seen a few years, like, consistently have been a pretty good team. But in the past couple of years especially, the team has blossomed a lot and the it, performances have improved. There's been a lot of, like, big stars on the team. I'm wondering if you can talk about the atmosphere on the pool deck and, like, what an average week of practice looks like. And then what are some, like, test sets that everybody's kind of bonded over? Yeah. Well, I would say, like, on deck, if you just came on deck and saw, it's very energetic and loud and I really thrive in an environment like that. I think every time we come into practice, everyone's bringing their best self to that day. And we're all lifting each other up, which makes it super fun and exciting and makes you want to come to practice. Um, I think we're always talking, laughing, joking about something during practice. And I don't know, it just helps you swim fast in practice when everyone else is super happy. And so a happy swimmer is a fast swimmer. So I don't know, that's what it looks like on deck. And then a typical week, we really run through the mornings are normally kind of a set up -y type of practice. So we'll do more like skills and drills type of work um, and, or like turns focus or something like that. And then in the afternoon, we really get into a wide variety of things, which is what I really like to do. I really like to spice it up and do different things. But I'll do anything from like a threshold set where we're repeating like hundreds and two hundreds at a pretty steady but high heart rate um, to more things like pace. So I'll be pacing for my best events, the backstroke and IM events. So, and then a couple times a week, I'll do like an IM practice or something like that too. I like that you mentioned the happy swimmer is a fast swimmer. All of the D1 athletes, all of the coaches I've talked to, and even like the D2 and D3 coaches that I've talked to have all repeated that same thing of a happy swimmer is a fast swimmer. And it's something that I'm happy to see more of being brought up now. Like, especially in the past couple of years, I feel like mental health has become a lot more prominent in swimming. A lot more people have spoken up about their own mental mental health issues. Whereas, like, in the past, it used to just be swim, 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 and not as much focused on the actual individual versus just only their performance was focused on and not their mental health. So, in nearly any other country... A 59.6 and 100 bag would immediately put you on the radar as, like, 
Like, you're going to make an international team like this. It's like a foregone conclusion. In the U.S., 59-6 is like, you might make the final at World Championships and be like 10th or 11th at trials. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. with the U.S. having such extreme depth and backstroke, how do you approach each competition? And then, like, this is just kind of for fun. I'm curious if there's any conversation between you and, like, some of the other top backstrokers in the country of like, oh my God, this is a crazy amount of talented people. Yeah, well, I mean, when I get to race these girls, I think I really just try to have the mindset of gratitude and that it's really like an honor to be racing these girls and getting to be friends with them um, because that's somewhere I wanted to be growing up for a really long time. And so now that I am racing these girls and competing against them. I just like to have the mindset that I'm grateful for that moment and that I get to be in that conversation. And um, in training, I really just try to compare just myself to myself. I don't like to compare myself to the really huge depth of the U.S. backstrokers because I think everyone's always at a different spot and you really can't compare yourself to someone else's stroke all the time or how many kicks they take underwater or anything like that because everyone's different and I think it can get exhausting almost to be comparing yourself to other people all the time so I just try to watch my own race video and try to better myself um, personally but and then yeah I mean it's really fun like in ready rooms and things like that at tier pros and US Open or anything like that um, just like those are the meets where we get to see each other and we don't get to see each other that often. So it's just fun to get to talk in the ready room with people and see each other on deck. And Pan Am's really was awesome in the way that I've met a lot more people. And so it, it's been like really exciting getting get to go to meets and see these people that I got to be friends with at Pan Am's. You know, you, you talked about um, that, that. That was a really mature response of like the not really looking at other people's strokes and not focusing on their times and just doing the best that you can do. And it's worked out a lot for people in at trials in 2021 and at nationals in 2022. Reagan Smith didn't qualify in the 200 backstroke despite being the world record holder. So it, it really goes to show like on any given day, any if anybody falters or if anybody has an amazing swim, it doesn't matter who else is in the field as long as you just focus on yourself. Yes, for sure. I think I just like to keep in mind that there's so many different factors that are going into each meet. Everyone's in a different place, training-wise, health-wise, anything like that, especially like pro versus college and things like that. So, yeah, I like to keep that in mind. So speaking of the Pan American Games, it was kind of like your international stage, like coming out party of like, this is me, this is what I can do. You want a pair of medals. And like, talk to me about your experience at that meet. And if I'm not mistaken, that was your first senior international meet and talk to me about the hundred backstroke race as a whole and what it meant for you to come away with that individual gold. Yeah, it was such a great experience. It was so much fun. Um, it was just really exciting to be in a group with people from all across the country that I had seen some of them and talked to some of them before, but really get to like become a tight knit group over those two weeks and um, get to be like, or get close with all the coaches and that too. But it really helped my confidence, I think, because going into Pan Ams, I still might have had the mindset of just, oh, I can 
swim with these girls. I can swim with them, but I might not necessarily be able to compete with them to win. But I think that Pan Ams helped my confidence in the sense that I can really truly compete against them um, and not just swim in heats with them. And so that was really good, I think, just to take that and coming away from that going into uh, like the U.S. or uh, going into USA Swimming Meets this year and Olympic trials this summer. But uh, what was your other question of that? I was just talking about the 100 backstroke race as a whole, just like what it oh, meant yeah. for you to win that gold. Yeah, it was it was a lot of fun. Kennedy Noble and I, we were 1-2 going into the night, and we were also roommates at that meet, and it, we've been friends in the past. We have a lot of mutual friends, and so we were super excited. And I think I wasn't, like, very nervous or anything. It was just a really exciting environment, and I think we both felt very prepared and very excited, and uh, the coaches set us up well. My coaches at home here in Tennessee set me up well, and um, I, I don't know, like, and sitting in the ready room with people from all across, uh, like North and South America and everything, it was just really like a, I was in awe of it really, just being with the best of the best. And yeah, it was super exciting. My family got to come. So I was really happy that they got to experience that too. And I was really grateful for the moment. You know, Kennedy Noble also had a, a banner of a year. She was, she yes. was on, I got to chat with her like a week after nationals. She also had like some crazy time drops throughout the year. It kind of amazes me like how when there's one or two people who are like really, really good, it's something, it's a trend that I've noticed in a lot of swimming countries around the world. When there's like one or two people who are really exceptional or really talented, like a Reagan Smith, like a world record holder, it starts to bring up everybody else. And it, yes, and it, for like, sure. Michael Phelps, by the time he was retired there was a lot of people nipping at his heels like he won his last gold medal by like four one hundredths of a second yeah so it's a lot of people will start to rise up and it, it just good competition brings out even better competition definitely yeah so heading into trials this summer how how do you handle how is the team handling taper for conference and then ncaa's and then olympic trials how do you handle that like three back to back to sort of back like taper sorry yeah um i think it's just important for me to remember that each meet is its own thing really taking it one step at a time and especially with conference and NCAAs, really using secs as a stepping stone into NCAAs. um and then i think each meet is very different and so it's not like we're going back to back to back of the same exact experience every time. And so SECs and NCAAs are going to be very team focused, very much just trying to get on the podium for my team and things like that, where Olympic trials is a little bit more individual. It's long course and it's really just trying to get as high as you can in finals. And so I think like it might seem like we're doing the same thing like three times in a row, like it's very easy to kind of get in that mindset, but I think looking at the exciting and different pieces of each meet is important to keep it entertaining and everything. You know, that's a really good way to look at it of like, just because we are tapering again or resting again, it's a different mindset going into it, going to like a conference championships or an NCAAs, there's different goals and there's different like team goals as well to look, to look at for each meet. Definitely. Yeah. All right, we have Josephine really, will, or go ahead. 
Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, we have really exciting like team goals for our SECs and NCAAs and things like that. But of course, Olympic trials is going to be a little bit different while we're still with the team. It's a little bit more of like an individual kind of meet. So, yeah. Tennessee has been one of those teams that I feel like kind of like NC State has always kind of flown under the radar of being like a top five or a top 10 team. And while everybody's looking at like Cal and Texas and Arizona State, especially this year, Tennessee and like a couple other teams have just been consistently pumping out like really good performances. So I'm excited to see what they do this year. Well, what you guys do this year. So good luck at conference, good luck at NCAAs, good luck at trials. Thank you. So before we wrap things up here, at the end of all the interviews that I do, I always give time for the person I'm talking to to sort of promote something of their choice or talk about something of their choice. And I, it is it is Super Bowl season, so everybody's <laughs> been talking about football, but it's basically just the floor is yours to talk about whatever you want. Oh, geez. Um, can I talk about my school? <laughs> yeah, go ahead. Okay. Um, I mean, I want to promote the University of Tennessee to swimmers and people in general, but I feel like it's like the best family that I've ever been a part of. Um, and there's no like clicks or anything like that. And that's what really made me come here. And the coaches really care about us as whole people and not points on a scoreboard or anything like that. Um, yeah. And the training is super fun. We're very creative and yeah, I don't know. We're laughing all the time, 24 seven on deck. So <laughs> it's a great environment to be a part of. It's something that I think college swimming is, it's such a, not underrated, but it's such a, what's the word here? An underappreciated thing, in my opinion, the bonds that you make in college swimming. I was lucky enough mm -hmm. on my college team, because I swim for a community college, you typically only get two years at a community college. And because of COVID, I ended up with four. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was, I was, I'm like forever grateful for those bonds that I made swimming for college team. I think no matter what, like step on the totem pole you are in college swimming, it's a really unique environment where you can have that focus and that energy and that drive to compete and do well. But you also make those lifelong bonds with people that stick around long after you're done swimming. Yes. Like, I know for sure that I'll be keeping in touch and even staying in Knoxville potentially for years and years um, to maintain my friendships and everything. So, yeah. Awesome, Josephine. Thank you so much for being on. This was great. Of course. Thank you, too.